You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The International Court of Justice will today hear South Africa's genocide case against Israel. South Africa's 84-page submission filed in December last year accuses Israel of genocidal acts against Palestinians in Gaza. More than 22,000 Palestinians have been killed since Hamas attacked Israel in October last year. Oral proceedings on the matter will take place today and tomorrow at The Hague in the Netherlands. For more on this, we're joined on the line by Wendy Kahn, the National Director of the South African Jewish Board of Deputies. A very good morning to you and welcome, Ms. Kahn. Good morning, Elvis. Hi. Well, first and foremost, we'd like to get your thoughts on South Africa hauling Israel now before the International Court of Justice, accusing it of genocide against Palestine. Yeah, Elvis, it's, it's, it's just upsetting for me. You know, we've gone against the principles that South Africa has always, has always held so dear in terms of its international relations, and that has always been to try and bring parties and conflict together to try and resolve issues. And South Africa hasn't done that with this conflict. It's, and that with all other conflicts that it's been involved with, particularly Ukraine and Russia, and it came under such flack for that kind of policy when it came to its relationship with Russia. But they went so far to say, no, we are even-handed, we talk to both parties, we work to try and be an, a mediator, a broker, that we can try and find some way forward. Mm-hmm. And from day one, South Africa has shown that it had it wasn't going to play that role, that it wasn't going to have any kind of uh, discussion, dialogue with Israel. Um, that first week when uh, there was a horrific massacre, when, when Hamas went in and brutally murdered and tortured and burnt and raped mm-hmm. Israelis, uh, civilians. Um, and no, they, they, they didn't even send a condolence. Um, and I just feel that had they been involved right from day one, South Africa has got such a history of conflict resolution. Um, it could have averted so much of this horrific suffering that we are seeing both in Israel and in Gaza. And, and we're devastated by that suffering mm-hmm. and the loss of life, and particularly the yes. loss of life of children. And, and could we have averted some of that suffering mm-hmm. had South Africa played some kind of brokering role right from word yes. go? As the South African Jewish Board of Deputies, do you have anything in common with the South African government in trying to find that lasting peace and, and the quickest amicable way to end this conflict in Gaza? There is no question we have exactly the same end goal. We want a two-state solution. We want, we want um, the Palestinian people to have their state and to live side by side with Israel. There is nothing we, we want more. Um, and throughout the years, we have met with our government and we've implored our government to try and play some. They've got, they've got the ear. Look, we know that they've even got the ear of Hamas. So we know that. We know that our minister has got a, a relationship with Hamas. We know that... We know that um, the government, I mean, Hamas came here. They have the ear of Hamas. Why could they not have gone to Hamas and implored Hamas to let the hostages go, to stop the incessant bomb, um, uh, um, bombings of, of Israel civilian cities earlier in the game so that there could have been some kind of resolution? 
we we are Mm -hmm. so incredibly frustrated because we know that our government could have played a role. Yet they chose a punitive approach right from the beginning. They chose to not speak to Israel, and and they chose to issue demarches and close embassies, and and we know all of these things. So last... had they had they had they been more even handed, mm-hmm. they really could have 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 brought this conflict so, so to an la... end so much sooner and saved so many lives. So last year in December, you had a meeting with President Silvio Mapoza. We understand what was discussed at this meeting, and were you, as the SA Jewish Board of Deputies, made aware of our intention to file this application with the International Court of Justice? Um, we met with the president for a very specific reason, um, and that was that the rate of anti-Semitism in South Africa had skyrocketed, literally skyrocketed. They're the highest rates of anti-Semitism we've ever had in this country. Um, and we went to him just to try and um, call for his support, um, it, both in terms of fighting anti-Semitism, boycotts on Jewish businesses, um, and also there, there were some very practical issues that our citizens are of um, there not being an embassy in Israel and, and real specific conciliar issues. And that's why we went to see the president, specifically on anti-Semitism. Um, and um, no, he didn't tell us that they were filing. Um, and we were quite surprised to see that we were included um, in, the, in his filings, in the, in the complaint. Um, so, you know, a meeting where we'd gone specifically to talk about anti-Semitism, um, we found that, that this had been, that, that we'd be included in this charge. Now, American law professor Francis Boyle believes that South Africa has strong evidence and will win a cease and desist <laughs> order against Israel for genocide against Palestinians. What do you think uh, are the merits or the prospects of success in this case for South Africa? I can't say. I, I know that Israel is going to be filing its own case tomorrow. And I think that, you know, we'll have to wait and see what their case is as well. If the court rules in South Africa's favor, do you think, though, that Israel will immediately suspend their military operations? And, and also, will Israel perhaps dispute the ICJ's uh, jurisdiction in this case? As a South African citizen, I couldn't comment on that. Mm-hmm. You know, Israel, you'll have to get the Israeli embassy on to discuss that. Do you know at this point in time whether Washington uh, will probably shield Israel from punishment if, uh, if found so, and uh, as, as it has done multiple times in this conflict? Yeah. As a South African citizen, I can't comment on behalf of Israel, on behalf of America. I can just say that I'm, I'm quite a, you know, I just watch as, as our own NPA is struggling to take on cases in my own country, cases of murder and rape and state capture. And suddenly they found this huge team of eight top advocates um, that they're sending across. Um, and as well as so many of our government ministers, director general, um, and it, it, it really is a due question in my own country um, why, why our judicial systems are not running on this efficiency. And finally, Ms. Gahn, how do you think this case at the ICJ and, and the conflict in particular will impact relations between Israel and South Africa? Well, that's something that, that worries our community very, very deeply. Um, you know, we have a, a, a very deep relationship with Israel for many, many reasons, some of them historical, some of them religious, so many of our, us as a family living there. And it's been an incredibly painful time seeing the loss of life, as I say, both in Israel and in, and in Gaza. Um, and, and we, we, 
all we do is we, we pray for an end to these hostilities. And, and again, we're just so disappointed that our governments could not have been involved right from day one in trying to, to end those hostilities in the way that the South African government has always done, and that is through bringing parties together to try and resolve these conflicts. I thank you so much for your thoughts. Wendy Kahn, the National Director of the South African Jewish Board of Deputies. For more on the story, we're joined on the line by Dr. Etienne Mutabazi, a lawyer who served at the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda. A very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning. Doctor, much of South Africa's 84-page submission against uh, Israel is devoted to laying out South Africa's case that Israel is violating its obligations under the convention. Now, uh, we understand that you've gone through the submissions. What is your impression of South Africa's case against Israel? This is a very uh, strongly added uh, case that South Africa made against uh, Israel to request the International Court of Justice to declare that those acts are actually happening and also to take provisional measures. You, when you, you look at um, a paragraph 44 uh, through to 100, it, it is very detailed and speak to volume of what we have been witnessing over the TV and the news of exactly what is happening in the Gaza Strip. And with respect to the intention to commit genocide, I uh, will refer you to paragraphs 101 to 107, where clearly the senior officials in the government of Israel, including the president, the prime minister, and the other senior officials, have harbored the intention to exterminate the people of uh, uh, the Palestinian people from the Gaza Strip. And again, it has been alluded to by other uh, prominent personalities, especially uh, from uh, paragraph 108 to 109. So it speaks volume that exactly the ICJ will be in a better position to immediately declare uh, that this act is happening uh, as part of uh, the two legs of the relief South Africa. Uh, and uh, namely the declaration that these uh, acts are happening and that provisional measures should be taken. And what uh, could follow if South Africa succeeds at The Hague? And uh, is this order uh, by the ICG binding if uh, Israel is found guilty? Normally, the, uh, let me start by the, the number two of the, of the, the question. Uh, these orders are binding. Are binding normally when... Uh, uh, the ICJ decide on a case, it will refer it to the United Nations Security Council for compliance. We know that uh, because of the position of the United States uh, that has been working hand-in-hand with Israel, actually supporting what Israel is doing, maybe uh, no uh, one would believe that no action will be taken. But let me tell you that and I'm now speaking to the first leg of your question. It is extremely um, important and it is a very challenging if a declaration that a state is engaged in acts of genocide, such a declaration is made, and you have read, for instance, that South Africa is not doing this at all. When you read that paragraph 12, many other countries and the other entities are also behind, and we eventually join 
in this in this application. So to say that nothing will follow that will maybe be uh, uh, not looking very far. So what would it entail if the United States veto any enforcement against Israel as it has previously done? And, and would South Africa then have any legal recourse if the, in this respect? You know, South Africa is a, a big player in terms of in international diplomacy. Even when we look beyond what the U.S. can do uh, and or has been doing since uh, 1994 with its veto powers in the Security Council, but you see where this current world is heading, where we we start having blocks. Even when you look at the BRICS, the Brazil, uh, uh, Russia, China, India, and South Africa, and other countries who are trying to to join, is it to say you are not really uh, applying the United Nations Charter as agreed upon 1945, especially in terms of of, uh, world peace maintenance? You are just doing it your way. You are actually encouraging behaving like Israel, a local state, to behave the way they are doing. So South Africa will have many other avenues, whether in terms of diplomacy or even uh, uh, look in a legal perspective. So I'm very confident that if this case test, uh, passes the test, and it will, it's not the first one. Uh, we have witnessed, for instance, in uh, of recent the case of uh, Ukraine versus Russia, or uh, Gambia versus Myanmar. So those cases uh, have already passed. So this as well will pass, and it will have uh, consequences against Israel. From what you just outlined, it seems that you concur with the human rights lawyer, Francis Boyle, uh, who is a renowned uh, for his successful arguments uh, at the International Court of Justice, which asserts that he is believed that South Africa is positioned uh, to secure a favorable order against Israel. No, uh, Francis Boris speaks out of experience because he has uh, worked on on the case of uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina versus Yugoslavia in the early 90s, and he has succeeded to have a kind of uh, decision being uh, taken by the International Court of Justice. And again, I have alluded to the most recent cases of uh, Ukraine versus Russia, and the one which is pending between uh, the Gambia and Myanmar. So mm-hmm. I uh, entirely concur with uh, Francis Boy, and you know, he's, he speaks out of experience. He speaks about what he has done and what yes. he has achieved. I- so there's no doubt whatsoever that this one as well will pass. I thank you so much for your thoughts. Dr. Etienne Mutabazi, a lawyer who served at the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.